episode 170 of the Beards Watch podcast, Charlotte's number one podcast, recorded in a basement. Yes, we've got the regular crew, and we've got one. It's been about two years, but first, Duvall, how you doing? Feel pretty good, man. Uh, it's not Victory Monday, I guess. It's another Tuesday. But, yeah, uh, two and two Tuesday. Yes, two and two Tuesday. Yep. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Got over the little slight cold I had over the weekend, but... Thanks again. Looking forward to uh, another great evening of uh, good sports and interesting talks today. But um, if you're looking for me on Twitter, my name is Rod Burst Duval and Instagram just Duval. All right. Next up, went to the Roval instead of watching some NFL, but that's all right. You had the box tickets. Yeah. Jeeves, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Hanging in there. That's good. Always good to be here. You feeling good? You got your A's jersey on? Is that I do. Wire. No, it's the Jason Jambi. Jason Jambi. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. I'll play tomorrow, so hopefully brings him a little bit of good luck. All right. Well, where can uh, the people find you? Uh, you y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeeves1988. All right. For me, it's J-Roll Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, and then the Beards Watch on Instagram and Twitter. And then, of course, find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, our YouTube as they see me rolling for our Panthers reaction videos, our brewery reviews, our burial car races, all that good stuff. Subscribe, like, five-star, and then, of course, go buy our gear if you're feeling frisky there. For our guest, it's been almost about two years, I think, I since the last, because I think the last time you were going to be on, an edit got shifted, and you had to yeah, stay later. Yeah, yeah. We, we always know the bills don't stop, so you got to make that money, but figured, why not have you back on? We've been back in the office shooting up the NFL talk, so uh, Jackson, man, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks yeah. to Triple Whammy. Thanks to Four Loco. Good to be here. Just killed a Four Loco. To, to bring that up, we do our video cart races as we've been doing for the past year and a half. Started filming them about two or three months ago. I told Jackson he initially wanted to drink a, a rum and coke. They said, no, I'll get something. Brings the old school Four Loco out. Great. The great and the tall boy. Like, you know you don't have to do this. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I thought it would be. A, I thought it would be a performance enhancer. Uh, it was not. <laughs> Spoiler: It was not. I won't give away what happened in the race. More uh, <laughs> loco, more like fourth loco. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was a tough one there. But yeah. hey, you know what? It's added entertainment, something different. Go check that out on our YouTube. That then puts me up at. I want to say. I don't think I updated my board. Fifty-six career wins. Duvall still sitting there with eleven. G's with ten. Lurs with six. Corey Buck with three, Kevin with two, and then a, a smorgasbord of people with one win. And now Jackson, you're on our first time of record, is now at two and sixty-two. So you don't you're in some company there with right, sixty cool. Cool. other people. Yeah, I'll take it. So that's you know, it's okay, you know. But yeah, let's get into it. You know, always go over to Jackson's office. We we talk shop a lot about a lot of stuff, but I think the big surprise, you are a Niners fan. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Three and zero. I got a bye week this week. Yeah. Did you expect three and zero? We've talked a lot about yes. it. I, I I expected before the season for them, assuming Garoppolo would be healthy and everybody would be good to go. I expected them to be competitive. I expected them to be around five hundred. Yeah. Uh, as every fan does, you sit there. The schedule comes out. You go game by game. You look at it. And I honestly, even expecting eight and eight, I still expected a good start. I expected two and one out of these first three games just yeah. because I didn't think much of the Bucks or Cincinnati. The Bucks look a lot better than people thought in that yeah. win week one. Now a two touchdown win in Tampa yeah. looks a hell of a lot better a month later than than it did even week one. Right. Uh, the Pittsburgh game, obviously, 
you know, some some things changed with Roethlisberger being hurt, and, and they look like a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Despite how they played last night, I just think Cincinnati's that bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling good at three and zero. But you you asked me last week, and, and I said, oh, if I expected eight and eight, maybe I expect nine and seven. Now I'm not ready to go nuts yet. Yeah. I'm happy that everybody looks healthy. Yeah. They look well coached. They look prepared. Shanahan looks like he knows how to move the football, yeah. and and that defense is full of playmakers, and so. Anytime you got guys that can make plays on defense and you're able to, at the NFL level, move the ball consistently, you're going to be in for a pretty good season, I think, of competitive football. Yeah. I'm not expecting the world. Um, I'm not ready to say they're going to the playoffs, but they're certainly going to be in that hunt right now. It looks yeah. like sitting at 3-0. Yeah. You know, as of, uh, as of today, we're the last undefeated team in the NFC. So That's right. Right after Dallas lost. So That's right. I'll, I'll take it for today. Exactly. I call this this part of the season fool's gold season. No doubt. Because, again, we, Panthers started 6-2 last year and then finished 7-9. and nine, And there's a lot of times we've seen teams start 5-0, and oh, finish 5-11, and 11, or whatever it may be, 6-10, and 10, whatever. So it's one of those, like, you, you definitely want the wins. You always want the wins. But, you know, I always say, well, let's, let's reconvene back and begin in December. Then no we can really start. Yes, we know Miami's going to stink. Uh, the Redskins are going to stink, and now the Bengals. I mean, uh, to me, the Bengals and the Dolphins are are fighting for Tua. They're both taking for yeah. Tua or Herbert, or which, which, yeah. which is crazy though. When you look at those two rosters, obviously Miami by design. Yeah, what they've done gutting their roster. Cincinnati, that's not a terrible roster. No. That's a that's, 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 that's a roster that has players. They've yes, got a new coach. There's there's hope in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, at least there was with Zach Taylor coming into the year. But it's it's crazy to me. To, to I agree with you. Yeah. Those two teams are fighting for those two quarterbacks. Yeah. But you'd think Cincinnati with some of the players they got. AJ Green should be back. They got Joe Mixon. I mean, yeah. Andy Dalton's Andy Dalton. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. He's serviceable. He yeah. should be able to get you. He can have seven, seven to ten wins. wins. He, yeah. he, he would he, think. You yeah. would think. Yeah. yeah. He should be able to. Yeah. So yeah. And that like I said. Do we have a similar situation with the Redskins and does Dwayne oh, yes. Haskins get dirty riced again by like Josh Rosen if they end up top? Because that's just a no man's land with Jay Gruden already looking at houses in Vegas when he gets fired to hang out with his brother. Like yeah. he just seems to be in a bad spot. But yeah. you know, and then Rosen might even get you know the same <laughs> hit thing again. Yeah. Yeah. hit with it again. So at least with. Andy Dalton, I think he's a free agent, so he'll at least be able to probably leave. I would guess the Bengals are going to leave if they finish somewhere in the three to four win range. He'll be the quarterback of the Raiders next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's play that game. We should definitely play that Broncos, game. Or the Broncos, one of the two. Or the Broncos, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, they know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, so, but yeah, you know, with the news of the Panthers today, you know, K1 Short going on IR, it's, as I've been telling people, it's interesting now to see how the Panthers are dealing with injuries after they completely fumbled the Cam Newton shit at the beginning of the season. Yeah. As it, when Cam comes out with that video, I don't know if you guys watch it on his own personal YouTube where he You're basically talking about the, the, the cigar and the Carvassi. Yes. Yeah. 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 When he yeah. comes yeah. out, yeah. my man looked like Andrew Luck. My man looked like he was chilling. He, he was, was not ready to play. No. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna get healthy and I'm gonna hang out. I might yes. take a little vacation here. He, he's 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 on that uh, Nick Foles plan where yeah. it's like you know what I'll come back if we're competing and right. maybe we can go for a Super Bowl. If not. I'm good. I've yeah. got my thirty million dollars. What, whatever. Can I ask? Just watching Monday night's game and seeing Roethlisberger on, on the on the sidelines with the clipboard and the headset, yeah. talking to Mason Rudolph and like doing all those things. Yeah. I'm not a Panther fan, uh, but but if I was, and, and you know I like Cam, and yeah. I'm not 
I'm not overly critical of Cam, but is that a, is that a situation where, as a Panther fan, you'd like to see Cam Newton on the sidelines, head, headset, clipboard, coaching up a guy like Kyle Allen that has very little experience? I, I think it's the injury that factors into him being yeah. on the field because just, I don't, the I, team I, wants him away. Yes, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I don't doubt in my mind that he would like to be down there. Okay, still, because you got to think about it. When he hurt his shoulder, he was yep. still on the sidelines yep. and stuff yeah, like that. Yep. So I think it's based off the injury because, like, I mean. Before Andrew Luck retired, he was still down there on the sidelines, and that was his calf, Mm -hmm. which was kind of still kind of shaky. And and you see all that different stuff. Some guys are up in the press box, the owner. Some guys are at home. Some guys are at the sideline. I just I got I got a couple of texts of people of people pointing that out, and I just wanted to get. It's funny you said because even Jerry's parents came over to watch the game and said the same thing. And I'm with the ball with it being a foot and Mm -hmm. knowing Cam when he gets on the sideline, he's all in. Yeah. Drew, Drew Brees can be out there working the, the phone, phone like yeah. he's ready to play PlayStation. With Cam, you want him. I do expect relaxing. him, with this being a home game, I don't. I expect him to be on the sidelines like possibly for warm-ups and walking sure. around, but then he's going to go up and hang out with Tepper or somebody in a mm-hmm. box because he doesn't need to be standing up the whole Or he doesn't need to be anywhere near somebody who can come barreling yeah, off the field come, and yeah, hit him again yeah. because right now what's the biggest thing is keeping Cam – Try to get him healthy. Yeah. So that's where I am on that. I know a lot of people, like I said, it varies. I'm just more of a look. He needs to stay away because obviously mm-hmm. our team, our coaching staff can't keep him healthy. Right. Uh, you know, because that's what bugged me the most was Cam literally came out and said, I, I was limping in practice all week. And then it's just like, well, if you were, if you knew you couldn't do it, a head coach is supposed to notice these things about his player. A training staff should know, like, yo, his foot is still inflamed. Like, he should be going and he just, all right. You're already you're already taking us down that path. Can we can we go like all the way into the conspiracy theories? Sure. If, if, Absolutely. If you and I already know both agree that Rivera is probably been coaching for his job what for yes. like three seasons now. Yes. Yeah. Our, 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 our Panther our, our Panther fans and the Panther team currently dealing with maybe like a three year culmination of. I'm not saying it's just Rivera yeah. pushing him out there. I'm not saying that at all because yeah. Cam's a smart guy, and if Cam couldn't be out there, he wouldn't be out there. Yeah. But. Does this kind of feels like three years worth of Cam playing at seventy five percent to get us to this point where it's like, dudes, we already know how many hits he's taken. Yeah. He's been vocal about it. The league's been vocal about yeah. trying to protect quarterbacks, trying to protect him. But this sort of feels like right now, especially when this injury first came out, it was like, oh, you know, we kind of laughed about, oh, it was sort of day to day until Kyle Allen had a big game, and then all of a sudden we, we <laughs> no, were a week, week, week yeah. if not month of month, month if yeah. not year to year, like that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. But this sort of feels like the you know the, the 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 bottle kind of bursts on. All right, we've been going about this the wrong way yes. for years. Mm-hmm. Yep, for Cam. For the team, for everybody involved, like this, this dude, we cannot have him at seventy-five percent because yeah. his play style and 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 just the way the quarterback position works for him and the way that he plays, he's gonna take hits. And if he's not a hundred percent, you're just dealing with a day-to-day, yes. week-to-week cam all the time. And that's what I think's bugged me is because we literally went through this three years ago with the shoulder injury. Rivera let him play. Then yep. last year they finally set him, but it still took. Us to only have one percent chance of the playoffs for Rivera to finally set him because he didn't trust his backup. Right. This year, the reason Cam started those first two games, half of it, yeah, he said he was good. Rivera's a player's coach because he was yep. a player and he wants a tough that mentality. But the other half of it was he didn't trust Kyle Allen. If he had yeah. full confidence in Kyle Allen and Will Greer, he would have been like, nope. Yeah. 
We're going to set you down, especially as a coach in the hindsight, knowing we're playing on a short week and he's yeah. got a hurt foot. Right. I'd rather you come back right before the bye or after the bye. Let's do that. And yeah. you can go, you know what? I trust Kyle. I trust my defense to hold us up to at least get us to, you know, three and three going into week seven, which is the yeah. bye week. To me, that's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm fine like that. And, and But that's what bugs me is like, and now, like you said, he didn't have any, any you know, confidence in Kyle Allen. He goes out and throws four TDs, now be it Arizona, but still it's an NFL team. On the road. On the road, he's like, oh, no. He's out. He also, because he got really mad that the cu- the questions are four, and he's tired of asking the is came with, nope, now it's, I have no timetable for return. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, which brings me to the, the KK short thing. He went for two weeks, partially torn rotator cuff. They've known that for two weeks now. They knew mm-hmm. when he tore it in the game. After this can video, I, you've got to wonder with Tepper being such a analytical numbers guy, and with just why are we, you know, and, and you got it. Something Lee's got to be looking at him like, wait, why'd you just let Cam play? Mm-hmm. He said he was limping in practice. As you, the head coach, you couldn't see it. If KK Short can't even make it, and if he then he goes out there and plays and he completely tears it, and then, you're d- December, then he's done. He's then, done for the rest of the year and all through training camp well, next year. And, and that's the yeah exactly so. so I just look at it differently now of how they're handling these injuries, and especially this last week when they let Trey Turner sit out and Dante Jackson. Yeah. When, when, when I feel like he talked about all he could play. So it's just very interesting, these rose-colored glasses, per se, to put on and be like, hmm, is there somebody up top not hurting anymore? It's somebody like a Tepper or something going, look, you need to protect the brand here as opposed to to hurting it more. Yeah, and, and see, the thing is, is why I was so concerned when they said – when Cam first initially said that he it was a it was a foot sprain, okay, that's t- t- basically no different than an ankle sprain, mm-hmm. give or take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ankle sprain, even if it's a low ankle sprain, it don't got to be a high ankle sprain. You're not coming back from that in twelve weeks. days. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. T- yeah. high ankle sprain. You see, Barkley's not coming back till after week eight. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how right. in the world can he come back in twelve days yeah. and not have an issue? I don't care how much rehab, how much ice, how much rest you got. There's no way you can come Andy's- back. 30 now, exactly. not 22, not 22. Uh, yeah, and yeah. even at 22, it's still, yeah. you're, you're, you're well, kind of still, it's made, still rough. Yeah, yeah it's still you, rough. you could probably kind of fight through it, but at yeah. 30, it, your body don't recover and like it did. with all the hits Cam has taken, like yeah. that's the yes. thing is, and that's where I think that Rivera is still so old school mindset where it, it, if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's done, but it's like we're stuck in this proverbial like, with the defense he's got, again, it is fool's gold season, they shh. And if Cam does come back at 100%, they should be able to make it. But I don't know. Yeah. And then you get this, into this. This may be a this may be a, a bigger conversation. But coaches coaching for the now, combined with player contracts, no guaranteed money in a lot of cases, sets up like for pretty fucked up situation yep. for a lot of guys yes. week to week, where guys feel like they have to be out there. Coaches end up having to make selfish decisions. Uh, that don't necessarily benefit the team, that, yeah. that, that come up looking selfish. And, and really, it's, it's probably a, a bigger problem on the entire structure of the NFL yeah. versus just specifically Major League Baseball and the NBA yeah. where contracts are guaranteed and guys know they have money and they can go and be away from the team and rehab properly and yeah. get mm-hmm. healthy. And situations where, say, a coach has a younger coach, a first-year or a second-year coach, where there's a little bit of a longer leash on the expectations, Rivera the last few years has been all over the hot seat and, and then some. Yeah. And so I think you end up with a situation where the Panthers are in right now where you, you kind of get the sense like 
they try to put like the veil of secrecy over some of these oh. injuries, but like we talk about, some of them are obvious. You're yeah. like, what are you talking about? We're day to day. Like everyone yeah. knows Cam is not day to day, but like they're trying to do kind of what the Patriots, this cloak and yeah. dagger shit, where we're like, now nah, we're smarter than you. We're only going to let out certain information, but they don't pull it off well. A lot of it comes <laughs> off as super obvious, yeah. and and yet they continue to play like, like I said, like this cloak and dagger kind of spy game, yeah. where it's like. Just be up front. And, and it takes a Cam Newton on his own personal yeah. YouTube yeah. sitting there with a drink and a smoke like, I'm nowhere near coming back. And, yeah. and why would I? I have already gone down that road. Yep. I've already come back when I wasn't ready for the team. And it mm-hmm. hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out for the team. It yeah. hasn't worked out for me. There's no chance for him to get healthy in that scenario. So I don't know. The whole thing is a little bit baffling to me. Yeah. Um, and it probably speaks to just... The inconsistency of having a new owner, having a coach who's a little bit in desperation mode, yeah. and having a team that's a little bit in flux. Like expectations were high for this team, and then they weren't because Cam was was hurt. But now they're sort of up again because you're like, well, maybe Kyle Allen can hold it down for a few yeah. weeks. No one really knows. It's it's definitely been interesting though, right? Because the, the Panthers kind of started high. They dipped real low, and now we don't really know what to do with them at this point. Like, and and the NFC is wide open. The NFC South could be wide open, depending on how long Breeze is going to be out. I don't know, man. It's a pretty interesting situation to see where they end up. Yeah, it varies because it's just one of those things where it's like you just like you said, they've got so many players who are at that. Like you sign a Jerry McCoy, not not to be six and ten or seven and nine. No, you sign them to be. Uh-huh. Ten and six, eleven and five, twelve and fours, yes. and then you're looking at like Kyle Allen. Yeah, he had a great against Arizona, but then he looked pretty backup ish against the Texans. And Our uh, defense luckily saved. the defense saved. I mean, you <laughs> give up three fumbles most of the time, you lose the ball game. Yes. But no matter what, there's good news because they got Will Greer. So oh. I mean, they should be good no matter what, right? <laughs> I mean, look, yeah. Kyle Allen can't play. Will Greer's yes. ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and, and that's the other thing too. It's like. As I, I think I said this to you a couple weeks ago, Jackson. I feel like I've seen this 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 ride with Marty Herney. Love the local kid, take him, and now it's the same thing with Amani Edwards. When we loved him, now he was receiver, not a quarterback. But like they fell in love with this guy, Will Greer. They could have had Minshew. Now right now, Kyle Allen's working out, but it's like we took a guy in the third round. We could have gotten a, like we could have done. We, we could have gotten a safety. We literally literally got a anything. Yes, literally anything, anything other than Will Greer. Lineman, corner, uh, another receiver. I wouldn't care. But yeah. he's from Charlotte, though. Yes. No. His brother's Instagram famous. And, It'll and, be fine. And that's the, scar- <laughs> the scariest it's part. Of, scariest part of all this is we're literally one hit away from Will Greer starting legitimate NFL okay. games. Yeah. Some like when Jimmy Clausen had to start him in that John Fox tenure and it, then at that point so you're saying he's not the future you're not going to be excited about that oh, eventuality there's nothing like no. a 24 year old rookie we've been, <laughs> the NFL's been down this road of quarterbacks they never end up being good yeah. Brandon Whedon Chris Winky I mean it, it, Tom Savage they're all yes maybe he'll put together some hey games. Tom Savage was better than Deshaun Watson apparently for five weeks a couple years ago <laughs> <laughs> something we did oh. at Tom Savage he can really play and, and you know what's funny so my buddy Cheeks texted me after this after the Panthers game, and he lives in Texas, and he said basically all the things that Panther fans are saying about Rivera, Texans fans are saying about Bill O'Brien. And, and if you look at those two rosters and the amount of talent that's on both of those teams, for that to play out into a fucking 16 to 10 oh. <laughs> in today's NFL, oh, yeah. that is Bill O'Brien versus or Bill Ron. O'Brien, yeah, yeah, versus versus Riverboat yeah. Ron saying. 
We have all the talent in the world. Yep. Just just watch this 16 to 10 NFL game. That was, that was yes. And then you wow. turn over, you see a Tampa Bay and Ranch. LA game, uh-huh. 55 to 40. Two, yeah. two, two very, very well coached teams. <laughs> and, and and really like Tampa, Tampa is sort of the model for like if you have some talent and you have some guys that are focused, if you have Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles, and I really like Byron Leftwich, man. Me too. Me too. I, I, I like that guy. Yes. I like that that's a good example of like. I don't think anybody in this room, tell me if I'm wrong, expected more than five wins yeah. out of the Bucks. But yeah, they all yeah. of a sudden, that's a, lot of, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of talent. It's a lot yeah. of talent on that team. And yeah. Jameis all of a sudden is kind of having a quiet MVP. My man is on pace for almost 40 touchdowns and like 4,500 yards. Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, Jameis Winston is only 25 years old. Yeah. And like, on track here. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's quick to bury his ass, but, yeah. he, but he can throw the ball. They got talent galore at receiver. Yeah. At, at running back, like, I don't know, this past game, Ronald Jones kind of looked like the Ronald Jones people thought was coming out of yep. college. Uh, they're obviously very well coached. Yep. Yeah, and defense is, it may not defense. be decent. It's able to get you by. You no, know. Still, yeah. If you've got the playmakers that they got, if you can if you can make a few plays on defense just to keep you in those games. You can score 55 uh, points. On the road, in L.A. Uh, yeah, <laughs> something. You're doing something right. Was, something was right. Un- unreal. Yeah. I mean, they, and, and, and Goff ended up with a lot of counting stat, stats. Yeah. But what do you, four or five turnovers? Turnovers, yeah. exactly. They, they, had him, they had him scrambling for his life. So, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with what Tampa is doing, and, and I think that is a direct reflection of a guy like Bruce Arians, a guy like Todd Bowles. This is what Bruce Arians does, and Todd Bowles is a great defensive coordinator. Yes. He should have been a head coach. And there's, and there's a million guys. Yes. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Guys, guys that ascend to a certain level deserve a head coaching shot, and yep. Todd Bowles deserved his head coaching shot. It might not have worked out in New York, but he's proven why he got that chance. Yep. Dude has a good defensive mind. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 and left which is in a perfect spot with a guy like Jameis. They have a lot of similarities kind of in the Skill way sets, that they all play. The, all the, yeah. yeah, and that's a guy for Jameis Winston. That's a perfect guy to look to, to Byron Left, which, look, I did all that. I played on multiple teams. I was doing what you were doing. I, I don't know. I like it. You mean a Ken Dorsey and a Scott Turner aren't the greatest quarterback coach for a Cam Newton? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Like <laughs> You said yeah. it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me this this offense we've been running is, is, you know. They should make Will Greer quarterback coach right now and try to get something out of that draft. Right? <laughs> Turn that kid into a coach. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did say, I'll end on this. I mean, we don't have to end on it, but someone tweeted out how Ron Rivera is going to be known for like basically ruining and driving in three generational talents' careers: Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, and Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. God, because yeah. right now, you know, uh, going you know going back to McCaffrey, like what? I mean, what do we do? We just not want him to sign a second contract? It's I, it's wild. It's like he forgets McCaffrey's on the team sometimes when you're watching the games, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, we got Christian McCaffrey." Run it or throw it to him the next 20 straight yeah. plays. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. only way I'm going to yeah. save my job. Well, like, it was, it, we were sitting there watching the game. The wall was over, and they ran, like, this screen pass. McCaffrey gets it. He goes up and gets, like, 13 hard guards. Where he gets, like, clobbered in the head and slammed. Yeah. And he gets it up. And then on the very next play, they run a dive in the middle with him. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? What? Like, uh-huh. that's the perfect – if you're going to run that dive, that's cool. Go get one of the other three running backs you have on your team and run. Like, yes. don't uh-huh. keep getting those hits on him. Where it's like, I, I, it's just, well, we don't want to take all the field because he could break one. Yeah, but he's a human. As we're seeing with Cam breakdown, yeah. everybody eventually breaks, breaks down. down. Yeah. And I know he's this 
everybody. Super, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Human. Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, Brady's got to deal with the devil. That's about the only thing we can say on that well, one. Well, but also, Brady's one of those people. He he's taken, what, six hits, really, in his whole career? Right. So, outside of that. I know. I'm just playing. Yeah, I, I, know, I know. I know. I know. Cause he will eventually retire, as everybody does. Yeah. But with the running back position specifically, it's like we're sitting here seeing it, and it's the wave of, like, we're going back to when North Turner completely – Wore down LT, LT. Yep, yep, yep. and then by the time LT, he finally got to the Jets and he got the spell, and he still saw a little bit of it. But it's just like what he was are we done doing? once he left. The I mean, we, we, yes. yeah, drafted a guy in the fifth round. Bonifon at least showed something, deserves a two or three carries just to let McCaffrey breathe on the sidelines. Yeah, but that's the only thing. Hey, yeah. r- real quick though, because you brought up LT, like just in the way that we look at the NFL now and the way we look at the NFL then. LT got called a lot of negative things for sitting on the sideline oh, yeah. during the playoff game. The I don't know if it was the same year that Phil Rivers it was, was playing. Same with it was torn ACL. Yes. And, and Rivers was out there, and, yep. and, and LT wasn't. But LT had been arguably the most dynamic offensive player yes. in the game for almost 10 years at that point. And everybody jumped all over his shit for not toughing it out. And when we look at like the way – Fans, players, everyone looks at the NFL now, which I feel like the perception has shifted a little bit more to the players and, and to how rough this game is and how the contracts, not to bring up not guaranteed contracts yeah. again, but it's not in guys' best interest sometimes to go out there and play at 70 or 80%. Nope. And everyone jumped all over LT, and he was kind of at the end, and really at the time it was like, look, this guy's taken a lot of abuse on his body. This guy's in rough shape. Yeah. And only these guys know because coaches in the media, they're only going to let out what they feel like fans need to know. Yeah. And if a guy can't go, like, you kind of have to trust that a guy can't can't go. go. Period. Yeah. But it's what you just said. LT destroyed his knee. You look at all his usage. Uh-huh. It's one of those things where North Turner's 80 million years old. Rivera's, they're both coaching for their – this is probably North Turner's maybe last gig. Let's right. be honest. Yeah. He doesn't give two shits no. about McCaffrey's next contract. He knows he's not going to be here for the next five years because let's just say hypothetically they win the Super Bowl. He's done. He's right. stepping away. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so that's – and if they, if they take this year, he may just – at any point he knows his wife says, I want you to be done. He's walking away because he's – 75 years old or yeah. whatever it is. So he doesn't care. But, like, that just bugs me as a fan where it's like, again, we see Cam now breaking down. Luke Keekley had his scares with the concussions there for a little bit. And now it's like McCaffrey, you're seeing the early on it where it's just like, I mean, even Zeke gets his rest. You're seeing Todd Gurley, they're trying to rest him now early in the season. Yep. So when they make that run, he doesn't have to yep. break down in the playoffs. Yep. And that's what you worry about is just like, holy moly. Like, what? I know well, he's even, 22. Even not if, – if he – not going to put James Conner up in that top tier echelon of running backs, but boy, they sure worked Jalen Samuels into that gameplay last mm-hmm. night. Because because maybe the I like going back to the LT thing where guys would get 350, 400 carries and 50, 60, 70 catches Just, a yeah. year. It's not it's not the way to do it. No, it's not it's, the way. It's not the way. And, for and I mean, and LT did it for a long time. A long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but a then you look at it too. Time. It's like. All of a sudden, we, we, we drafted a guy, a receiver in the first round, a receiver in the second round. We still got Greg Olson who can get open a little bit. You, you just want him like, to sometimes just open. And I know they were probably trying to limit the pass rush of Houston Texans because he had three fumbles and they were just doing quick passes to McCaffrey. But it's just like, can we incorporate somebody else in this game plan so if we if McCaffrey does get shut down like in the Bucks game he did, yeah. we feel like we can go other places. Now, yes, that the caveat there was Cam was hurt, so we couldn't do a lot. But – you know, 
It's that's the frustrating thing. But let, I, me, I think, let me let me ask you as a Panther yep. fan, what is honestly the best case scenario for the Panthers this year? Is it Kyle Allen continues to play well, starts for the rest of the year, and they end up close or in a wild card spot, which in theory you always want your team to play well and yeah. to have a good season. But in that scenario where a lot of fans have turned on Cam, and yeah. I won't even get into like the internet yes. side of oh, things, yeah. debating between the two quarterbacks, which has almost nothing to do with the actual Absolutely. fucking football yep. being played. But like, what's what's really because in the beginning where it looked like okay, he's going to be hurt, he might be hurt for a while. Then you start to think, well, all right, what would five and eleven or six and ten get us? Like, what does this team really need? Maybe he gets rid of Rivera. Maybe Cam yeah. gets to get fully healthy. They get a good draft pick. Can they really like refresh and re up, or is it going nine and seven or ten and six with a Kyle Allen and inviting quarterback controversy, descent through the ranks? Like, what's what, what's what's really the best case scenario? Well, here's the here's the caveat to if they did go five and eleven or whatever. Cam Newton has no guaranteed money left on his contract. Okay. I think if Ron goes and Marty goes, the next coach may not be tethered to keep Cam Newton because they can cut him and he only counts two million against the cap. Right. So if they think he's completely broken, now I don't think that's smart business to get rid of a former MVP. If you go five eleven, why not at least bring him back? If you're going to draft him, no, we, we we said a second ago he he's thirty in the negative sense, but you could also quickly switch that and say he's only thirty. 30, 30. Yeah. And there's Andy Dalton's not a better option. And if you're not going to get Tua or Herbert and completely <laughs> scrap the thing, and why I, would you do? And it? I would think too. What, what are you doing at you that point? A, if you have a new coach coming in, you got to look at it as. This team is still has the talent on the roster to get to the play. Almost like a Tony Dungy going to Indianapolis or sure. a John Gruden go to Tampa. Yeah. Where if yeah. you rework some things and get some fresh blood, you can still compete. So I wouldn't expect a complete blow-up because you still got the McCaffreys. You still have the Keekleys, you know, a couple of the other guys, young stars. Mm-hmm. So my almost scenario would be Cam comes back when he's 100% somewhere and they go on kind of a run. Of course we want Super Bowl, but at so least Ky- to establish so the- Kyle Allen keeps him around five hundred or better yes. for five or six weeks. Yes. Yeah. And then by like week mm-hmm. nine Half, or ten, yeah, Cam comes back a hundo. Right about the time Gronkowski comes back yes, as Patriots, absolutely. Kyle Allen comes back. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and he reasserts his yeah. dominance. So then if they go in the offseason it's like now we at least have a legitimate backup. Yeah. We got our starter here. Yep. I don't. And again, if they lose in the wild card, or if they, you know, whatever, I don't know if that saves. I think it's going to depend on how they lose per se. I, if Rivera sticks around, because I, I, you know, I've been torn we both, on the. We, we both are. We well, four of us yes. already know if they yeah. make it the playoffs. And, and, and honestly, yeah. and to kind of piggyback off that, to me, Rivera's to me in my eyes, he's gone if it's NFC Championship or Super Bowl. That's the only way I he's feel. Staying he's, he's staying? He's staying oh. unless it's one of those two. Oh, okay. Oh, we, we agree, like, <laughs> in theory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. like, you got to really, really, really earn it because it's a good roster. Cool. Yes. Whoever's playing quarterback, yeah, yeah. it's a good roster. Yeah, yeah. But how will it actually play out? What does David Tepper think? Yep. And not to, like, exactly. go down a crazy rabbit hole. You know I've told you a little bit. I can't name names. I've got a friend that worked for the Panthers yep. for, for decades, very close to the whole situation. And he described he was there for me throughout the entire changeover. And there was a lot of wild shit that took place at the end of the Jerry regime. And there was a lot of wild shit that took place at the beginning of the Tepper regime. But the scenario that he described to me 
was that a little bit of a scorched earth scenario where Tepper comes in and he basically wants almost everyone at every level. Anyone that was a manager of any other people, he wants those people out to get his people in. He wants to do it his way. We all know he's about making money in that stadium, concerts, soccer events. He's an analyst. Whatever it is. He he is. Mm -hmm. He is. And and, and look, I, I can appreciate... You're spending your money. You're coming in. You want to do it your way. I think I'd probably be the same way. If I came in and I bought that team, I would want that stadium to be working for me. I'd want the people to be working for me. I totally appreciate uh, what he's trying to do, but it it surprises me that Rivera and some of the guys on the coaching staff would stay, where you would think that he's a younger guy than Jerry. Again, he's more analytical-driven than Jerry is, that he would want to come in. And he would want a younger guy or just a new guy, a fresh face, yeah. probably not a retread type coach. I don't know. It, it surprises me how Rivera has hung on. Yes. I, I think it has something to do with the simple fact that I don't think he wanted to ruffle any feathers in his first year. Exactly. As, yeah. um, on the coaching side. On the coaching yeah. side. He went right. and everybody else. Now, of course, you know, on the on the business side, I'm pretty sure he's made a lot a of changes over there. Yes. Right. Yes. Now, now, Greg, right. I can't speak for it because yeah. I'm not there, but I know yep. that there's been a lot of changes. So, I think now he's able to really step in and mm-hmm. say, okay, from a football standpoint, right. let's see how this right. works. Yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is business speak, right? The guy yes. comes in and yeah. says, hey, I don't want to. You guys know the football side. Yep. You guys do you, which is don't fuck up and I won't fire you. Yep. Like, yes. Let's, let's yes. see how this yep. goes. Yep. Cause, cause I'm going to sit back and watch for a year or two. Yeah. Because essentially last year was kind of a very like a red shirt year. Like, it, it was, was like, yeah. okay, we'll see how this goes. But now right. that's why I think Rivera's so – he took over all the play calling, all that kind of stuff. Because right. he's like, if I go down, I'm going down my way. Uh-huh. And that's fair enough. I can understand that. Absolutely. But – if you you got to to me, it's either Super Bowl, NFC Championship. You got to go. Yeah, right. right. Whether, whether whether it's Kyle Allen, whether it's Cam Newton, yeah. whether it's Will Greer, mm-hmm. whoever it is, yeah. you got to go. And okay. fair or unfair, those expectations were set the year Cam won the MVP and they went to the Super Bowl. Yep. Every year after that, the expectations were kind of roughly that, yeah. and that's yes. not unfair because oh. if you're a fan of a team and you have a young quarterback that wins the MVP and takes you on his back to the Super Bowl, the expectation is is that is going to continue or something close, close to, to it. it. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't get that, you're upset, and expectations yep. are not met, and that hits the bottom line. That hits everything, yeah. and so changes got to be made. Yep. And, yes. we, and we haven't hit that since then. Nope. Right. We've we fallen short in playoffs and wins and all that kind of and, stuff. And if so. they and if they do this year, whatever happens with Kyle Allen or Cam, but say they end up at at six and ten, and Rivera's gonna go, would you like to see? Uh, a guy that's never coached before. Would you like to? And, and I'm and I'm not saying. You mean like college guy or like a coordinator? Or a, yeah, yeah. To me, the ultimate. Everybody keeps saying is Lincoln Riley, right? Is Oklahoma because he's innovative and it's something we we've besides George Seifert, who was maybe an offensive guy, but he just kind of rode the coattails. Uh, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> but we've always had the John Fox. He got, he got lucky and woke exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> best being football team. Exactly. Of all time. Yeah, all time that he just yeah. walked into and then uh, got a couple Super Bowls. Yeah. But we've had defensive guys, and I think what if you're a real Panther fan and Cam fan and all, like you could you just clamored of. God, what could have a McVay done with with Cam Newton? What could right. a Doug Peterson, who was a court, could have done with Cam Newton? Sure, a Sean uh, a Sean Payton. What could Sean Payton like yeah, an right, offensive right. mind where we've right. got 
right. a first round pick at receiver, a second round pick with four two speed, a Christian McCaffrey, a Greg Olson who's like an old school Tony Gonzalez now because he just can get open still. Right. What can those offensive minds do yeah. in a, in a league that you like? You need to score fifty points. Yeah. yeah. And Andy Reid with a Cam Newton like yeah. that to me is like I don't want to look back. You, you and I have talked about this a few times, and you already know my thoughts. Like I feel like it's almost a crying shame. Rivera is a conservative guy. He's a defensive minded guy. To me, Cam, with all of his skills, all of his athleticism, all of, all of his unique gifts, it is a shame that he has never really been paired with a guy that was at least perceived or considered to be like an offensive mind. Yeah. I would love to see Cam's skill set with a guy that can really get with him and say, like, let's change it up a little bit. Let's not do the basic shit. Let's think yeah. out the box. Let's be creative. Let's do some things. That are that are already being done yeah. ar- around the league, but like let's shake it up a little bit. Where I feel like he's had to, those things that have happened on the field, he's had to kind of take that upon himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Other than being given to him, a la coaching. Where I, I don't I don't feel like Jared Goff, and I'm a Cal fan, and I like watching Goff, but I don't look at him and see anything. And this is not Sunday's game wholly dependent because yeah. Goff has proven he's an above average to good NFL quarterback. I just don't see those same type of things with him where I feel like, man, on a lot of other teams, Jared Goff may be a, a game manager or a slightly yeah. above average type of guy yeah. where I feel like give me Cam Newton in that same situation. Yeah. And it's like MVPs every year with the right like mindset yeah. with him and not, not even just like, the evolution of offense, just like getting in there every day and doing the coaching. Where I feel like I don't know this. This is total anecdotal. It's me talking out my ass, but I feel like Rivera probably lets him go and says, "You're Cam Newton. You you already know what you're doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on everything else and let you know kind of the the skill position coaches handle the stuff." But I don't feel like that is a normal yeah. part of what goes on with the Panthers, yeah. and it's it's a little bit of a shame because I is. feel like there's probably some. Years that have been wasted in yep. terms of potential left on the table. Yep, and I, I can agree with that. And I feel like when, when, when you mentioned golf, I feel like he's kind of a product of the system. And then he's got no so doubt. much talent around him. I mean, you've got girls so that handed the ball 15, 20 times, and he they do so much rollout and bootlegs that you've oh, got to yeah. account for both of those. Right. And I mean, hell, you don't even bootleg Cam like yeah, at all. Yeah. How? Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if that's like the most simple thing, you get him out. He can see things. He can see different things. So I, I can agree with that because I feel like, I mean, Goff has gotten paid and he's uh-huh. yeah. average to right. me. Even him, him and Wentz. Like, yeah. I feel like product of the system. Well, even look at, like, mm-hmm. Dak did minus the Saints game. They were getting creative. He's throwing the ball everywhere with Kellen Moore being yep. the offensive coordinator. Like you said, a young an offensive mind that – just something's refreshed instead so, of 78 years. So you noticed Kellen Moore on that sideline too? And thought yeah. I wasn't going to bring up his name, but Dak oh. looks like an MVP right now. Yeah. And, that, and them kind of highlighting Kellen Moore and saying he's the youngest coordinator in the NFL. And I'm not saying I specifically thought Panthers, but I specifically yeah. thought Panthers. When they were talking about a guy like that yeah. and a guy that's just trying to innovate and do different yeah. things. And, you know, as a Panther fan, you may want like – a younger guy, a guy that maybe thinks a little bit out of the box. That was the Sean Payton. He was the quarterback's coach and left for the Saints. Yes. Absolutely. To go do it. I mean, yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. No, that, that's – yeah. It, yeah, we've been out. It'll, it, it, it'll be a shame. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But we'll, yeah. we'll see how it shakes out. But there, we'll get to – There's a half hour on the Panthers right there. That's, that's <laughs> a good, yeah, we, we saw a half hour. The big other topic 
is paying college athletes. Now, you got the California bill. Now, what, did Alabama, or is it Florida or Alabama who just passed another one, too? California's the only one. No, I thought someone else. Somebody else. I thought Florida it was South Carolina. I thought, geez, hit the Google. Google. I thought that was another state. I think it's Florida. Either way, either way it's either way. decades too decades late. Decades too late. What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? I think we're all on the same page. Yeah. At least, now, now, again, I don't know however they figured out. At least, the least they could do is be able to make money off their likeness, sell some jerseys, Go out and you know sell their likeness, get yeah. whatever so they can while they're there. So to me, to me, that part of it's always been insane. If, yeah. if if you want to go down the road and talk about like actual salaries or uh, sponsorship deals, like that's a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. I think, for the record, I think all of that should happen too. But we've all played uh, NCAA college football yes. for all those years where it was QB 12. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they're, and they're selling Deshaun Watson's Clemson Jersey in the Clemson yep. shop. And it doesn't say Watson on the back. But it has the four. But you know whose yeah. fucking Jersey, Jersey it is. is. Yeah. And you're paying yeah. 60 bucks for them shits. And, and Deshaun Watson gets none of that. Yeah. Like to me, that is insane. All, yeah. all the money NCAA what? is yeah. making. What? Off of selling. And you got to think about how much, they made off of NCAA football. And that was, yeah. you can argue, that was better than Madden. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Bro, tens, hundreds of millions. Yes. I'm yeah. missing now. Yeah. I still play the now. It's insane that it took this long. It's like, I don't know, to me, like not even a debatable thing. Like yeah. that's just the, the natural progression of things is yeah. to say, yes. Yeah. Of course you pay those guys. Yes. Yeah. Because without those guys, you don't have that kind of money in your athletic department. No. And, and the argument that like, oh, well, you know, if you're going to pay D1 football players or basketball players, are, are you going to pay, you know, the volleyball team or the golf team? Like, what? I don't know. Figure that shit out. Yeah. But the fact <laughs> is, the reason you even have a golf team or a fucking volleyball team is because of the football, football team, team and the basketball yeah, team. Exactly. Like, th- this, this is not rocket science. Like, one thing leads into another. Like, yeah. as long as they're... As long as they're charging for tickets to go see Clemson football, yeah. yes. Sean Watson should probably get a cut of that, or, or whoever. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like yeah. the whole the whole idea to me. But even then, like you said, insane. for the golf team or volleyball, let them be able to sell their likeness. So then, if some you want to buy their jersey in the fucking bookstore, you can Absolutely. buy a volleyball yeah. jersey yes. with the number one spiker who you're going to see in the Olympics here yes. soon. Yes. Same with soccer. Same with other. Let yes. you let them buy a set of golf clubs for the golfer that's there, something Absolutely. like that, to put their team name. Because absolutely, you know, well, alumni eat that shit up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. All yeah. that stuff. Even if you're yep. like a student and you just want to go and see the hot girl volleyball players in their shorts, they right. go, I'm just going to buy this girl's shirt with her name on the back. Maybe she'll see me at a party, and I might get lucky. Who yes. knows? Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know what I mean? Like, but at least get them the ability to do that, or to sell their likeness to put on the side of a bus that drives around, or something, or the posters that go through the damn school buildings yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Because, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you got to think about it. All the athletic money you is all coming. That. It's, it's, it's yeah. in the one pool any damn way. Yeah. And yep. if you just want to give them their cut for yeah. those people that do tennis, right? whatever it is, field yeah. hockey, soccer, whatever yeah. it, even, it is. Even you right. see, like, the Panthers show... They show up to like Harris Teeter do a sub of the week. Allow, allow a volleyball player to show up to the local grocery store to sign autographs and have a sub of the week, week or something like that. What's wrong with that? And, yeah. and, and, and in a lot of these cities that don't have pro sports programs, yeah. in a lot of these cities and small towns, those players are superstars. Those yes. players yeah. are heroes. And, 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 if, and if you're capitalizing off of them, they should be able to capitalize off of that too. And hopefully this ends the, the days where you know guys are getting – 
an envelope with a couple hundred or even a couple thousand dollars or getting to lease a car from a local car mm-hmm. dealership and it's it's considered shady. Stop all that bullshit. Yeah. Everybody knows what the fuck is going on. Yes. Like, if, yeah. if, if, if guys are doing the thing, like, they're going to get handouts. That's, that's the whole, yeah. like, the whole system has been built around this. There's no reason for that to be shady or clandestine. Like, put all that out on the table, call it what it is, yeah. and let people get paid for what they're doing. And yes. a lot of these guys that are stars in college don't end up stars in the NFL. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with somebody getting a little piece of the action, yeah. capitalizing on your 15 minutes, whether it's college, whether it's pro, whatever. Uh, again, especially with football players, with, oh. with, 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 the, with these contracts, you may only have a couple, two years. You well, may especially only have with four the Shays years when you're breaking your neck out yeah, there on the field. That was not, in the pros. Nothing's guaranteed, bro. Well, exactly. No. I mean, nothing's guaranteed. And you're seeing, kid, you know, I mean, and, and you look at Texas A&M. They built their new stadium because of Johnny Manziel. Because right. Of all oh, yeah. the money he brought in and he got zero from the people ripped him for signing some photos for the alumni to sell. And it's like, yo, what do you expect? Right. And especially how quickly he flamed out. He has his own, own bad doing of it's just being stupid, but still. Yeah, but there's still tons of hypocrisy. And, like, you know, I would say 90% of the people that ripped a guy like Manziel for what he did in college, if any one of the four of us sitting in this room had had any kind of ultra superstar success in college, you're telling me that none of us would have capitalized on that Fuck success oh, yeah. behind closed doors for yeah. five minutes? Somebody offering you thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to go with some appearance? You're telling yeah. me that. As an adult, we're not talking about 15, 16-year-olds. You're telling me you're 19, 20 years old yep. and you can get hundreds of dollars for your autograph <laughs> and you're not going to go get that exactly. money? Yeah. Hundreds yeah. of dollars for my autograph? Yeah. Your parents will call you crazy. Yeah. Crazy? Yeah. Whose autograph is it? Mine. It's mine. Yeah. Who gets the money? Yeah. Me. Come on. What do you mean? I can't get paid for signing my name on a piece of paper? Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. and then, But EA Sports is going to make Fucking millions off my off my fake off my fake jersey. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. And my name on the video game for four years or however long. Now the only thing they did do was the person who was on the cover. I think they ended up paying because it was always somebody who left school, right? Uh huh. So yeah. they got, they did get paid, but it was because they were already out of the league oh, okay. on the cover through the players' through association. the players' association. Yeah. Okay. But yes, all yeah, of the in, inside of it was bullshit. bullshit, and that's when they had that. All the players got paid eventually, like because Wes, who we work with, right. got some money because he was in the game yeah, and uh-huh. finally worked out that deal. But yeah. right. you, that, the, who was it? Who had that kids with Ed O'Bannon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. UCLA, Ed yeah, O'Bannon. Yeah, Ed, O'Bannon. Yeah. Ed O'Bannon fought, like, it was like five years ago. Yeah. Ed O'Bannon fought, fought for the right. He's the reason NCAA doesn't they don't make NCAA so, no And more. they don't make the basketball because, nope, of, because <laughs> of him. Uh, because of him. Yep. Yep. And, he, and he's the perfect example, though, of a guy that mm-hmm. was a superstar in college, was not a star in the NBA. Nope. And, like, all the pictures and basketball cards of him on the ladder, cutting down the net, net yep. all of that stuff. That was his moment. That yep, was yeah. all he ended up getting. That was his. That and was him. So, but but he was a superstar. And so if that's you, and if you accomplish all the things that Ed O'Bannon accomplished at UCLA, you should get to benefit from that. Yep. He was an adult. He was a legal adult. I I'll go on a whole riff here. Like no, if no, you're no, able no. to go to Iraq and fight, and you're able to vote for who's going to be president. Yep. If you can fucking cut down a net in, in, in an NCAA <laughs> tournament, you should be able to fucking get paid for that. Yeah, like, period. Yeah, that's true. And, it, and and that's the thing. Like, and I know they'll regulate as far as how much they'll get paid or whatever the case is, but it's just a step yeah. to where at least they be. be 
at least they're getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I hope that does bring back ECAA, to be honest with you, because I miss the damn game, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but really, if people, if people are going to watch the games, just talking about college football on Saturdays, if those games are going to have the ratings that they're going to have, and those players are going to have the exposure they're going to have, mm-hmm. why shouldn't they get paid? Yeah. If the same viewership is happening on Saturday that happens on Sunday, what are we really talking about? Because the only reason they're even in school is because of the NFL's rules. Because yeah, really, really lift the rules for adults and say that at 18, you can go do whatever the hell you want. Like with the NBA, you can go to Europe and get paid professionally. Yeah. So yeah. why at 18, if you're the best prep, prep quarterback in the country, why at 18 can you not get paid any dollars? Yeah. How, how is that possible? Yeah. It doesn't make Which any sense at all. Which would be interesting to see with the XFL coming – They've been kind of chirping a little bit about doing like a, hey, maybe right out of high school, come play for us or something. The money would have to be but that's so the extraordinary. <sighs> because, like you said, somebody like a Trevor Lawrence, who next year is his last year of eligibility to then get to the NFL. That's draft. really the question. How much do you have to pay Trevor Lawrence and not go to Clemson? Yes. Because if, he's, if, you know he's getting paid at Clemson. If, and if, all if, the if, if, there. if the NFL would say... Trevor Lawrence, if he leaves Clemson after this year, would have to go to another league before we would let him be eligible for the NFL draft. Yeah. How much would the XFL have to pay Trevor Lawrence to not go to Clemson? Yep. Not win a national, not have a shot at a national championship yep. or a Heisman or a whatever. Yep. What would Trevor Lawrence have to get guaranteed for one year? Five million. Like it's the clowny. Yeah. Is five million even that? Because because in my head it was bigger. Yeah. It, it, it depends Minus. on what he's getting at Clemson, it, it, but it, it also it, it depends, depends on where. Like, but he's not. But he's not getting paid legally at Clemson, yeah. right? Exactly. But he knows how much he's gonna get yeah. going to Clemson, right? Yeah. But, but he doesn't but ever also have to tell you that figure. But that's, just, but that's why, in my head, the number was bigger than five million. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what he's getting yeah, at Clemson, Clemson yeah. but you're probably in a debatable range in yeah. terms of like whether it's the promise of future endorsements or I don't. know, To me, it's but probably I, more like in the ten to fifteen range. I also think of. Of where, like, who it is. With him, he looks like, let's be honest, he's a white guy, you know, he's playing quarterback. He's gonna, it seems like he's coming from a stable, small town home, not like he's living in poverty, uh-huh. as opposed, let's say, to somebody that needs the money. Yes. Black guy mm-hmm. or is a poor white guy, Mexican. And, 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 they, and they're coming from, like, you know, like, it's, it's rough spots. Yeah. Like, I mean, cats that go to Miami, like, you gotta think about. Look at all that stuff that happened in Miami. A lot of yeah. those cats came from tough spots. Yeah, when well, you're looking like somebody yeah. like like a Trevor Richardson who had a four year old daughter when they were in mm-hmm. school and or stuff Fournette. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, I need to like guys who already talking about sitting out anyway just to like yes. make sure they're sure. healthy enough yes. to get that money. You know, to get it because they got to pay Clowning for their family them. bills and whatever else and baby mamas. So I think it depends. But if you're a Trevor Lawrence, I think you start at a five million. I don't know if Clemson's paying him that much. I'm sure they're probably paying him a good chunk, but they're probably doing the, well, it's Clemson, and it's right. the history, and it's the, but we're going to yeah. get you, look at Deshaun Watson, and look at Sammy Watkins, and do Hopkins, and all that stuff, so, um, but, yeah, I mean, because what was it, how much did, did it take for he, um, was it the running back that went to the AFL first? Or was it was, was, uh, Herschel Walker? Wasn't he the first one? To oh, the in, USFL? USFL. So, so the, the, well, uh, it was it was a lot of money. It, yeah. was, it was a lot of money, and I think I think I, I could be wrong. I think the deal with the USFL was a lot like today. The rookie contracts were smaller, and in yeah. NFL you had to earn it. And I think the USFL, in an attempt, because this is really the only way to do it, 
you take a giant ass pile of money and you throw it at their feet and you say, look, you're only going to make X, Y, and Z the first year, two years, three years. Yeah. And so they got Reggie White and Steve yeah. Young. That's it. And yeah. they got uh, Walker Herschel Walker. And... They got a whole bunch of guys. Doug Flutie went to the USFL. Yeah. There was a ton of guys that went. And it was specifically because of the money. And I think also probably a lot of those guys thought, you know, I, I may play or I may not as a rookie. I may be yeah. a rotational type guy. I can be a star here. And if you're a Trevor Lawrence where – They'd have to offer enough. I mean, there'd be a pretty easy model. If, if, if Vince McMahon or whoever it was could get some cash together and just be like, look, you can forego your junior year, your senior year. Yeah. You, you, can, you can bypass all that rookie-like bullshit because we're not in the, in the days of the Matt Stafford 50 mil guaranteed first-round first rookie. Round. Like, oh, Marcus Russell we're, type we're, shit. We're, yeah. we're past all that. Like, yeah. now, now dudes aren't getting paid shit. Like, yeah. they're getting paid a lot. Yes. But, like, in comparison to Sam Bradford, they're really not. No. And so there, there is a little bit of a vacancy where if the XFL could step up and offer real, legitimate – like two-year, twenty-mil contracts to some of these kids that are junior, senior, and if it's all guaranteed too, all guaranteed is the key. Because that's going to be the yeah, yeah. Herschel yeah. Walker got it, he got paid one point eight million dollars, which probably in nineteen eighty-five was a money. And when we look at like what the, how the AFL folded and no one got paid, yeah, Vince McMahon can't do that. He's got to yeah. come in and say, look, the people that coach these teams, the people. The players that play, the broadcasters, because I, I got a couple of friends that worked on those AFL broadcasts. Yeah. No one got paid. Damn. No one. What? Not one person got paid in the AFL. But it was legal because they sat everybody down and said, look, we think this is going to be a big success. It's going to be an eight-game or ten-game schedule, yeah. whatever it was. But here's the contract. And they said, if for whatever reason, if we don't make it the full ten-game schedule, no one gets paid. Well, no one actually thought that it wasn't going to go Eight ten games. games. Everybody, players, coaches, and my friends in the broadcasting industry, everyone thought this is going to go 10 games. And they had production facilities. They had everything was set up. Well, that shit went, what, eight games, nine games? Not one person got paid. No players got paid. No coaches got paid. No producers, no directors, no camera grips, no PAs. Nobody got paid in the AFL. And so if Vince McMahon is smart and he wants this to be legit, which I think that he does – and the previous XFL was interesting. I'm actually old enough to have gone. I don't, I don't know if you're trying to get into the XFL on this show, but we always can. I, I'll talk about it. I went to one of the games in San Francisco when I still lived in San Francisco. The San Francisco Demons had a team, and I went to a game, and the shit was wild. And the craziest shit was they had a whole bunch of guys that were wearing mics throughout the games, and so sitting in the stands, it was unique in that. You heard a whole lot of shit. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. There, there was nobody bleeping any of that. And I heard some wild, wild commentary coming out of that PA mic. And so it was new and it was different and it was fun and it was entertaining. And if they're going to do that again, I think there's an appetite for it because a lot of people did try to watch the AFL and say, look, there's no football right now. I want to watch football. Yeah. I'm interested. If you give me names and... I know, you know, Landry Jones being the first oh, player pick for an XFL game, that that's not really where you want no, to get started. No. <laughs> it really would have been a boon for them to figure some shit out and say, like, we've got, like, we're about to give $20 million to Trevor Lawrence for one year. It would have been big if they said we give $20 million to Colin Kaepernick. 
That would have been that really would have really been, that been, been really, really least because and there are some guys that you can do that with. Yeah. I mean, I think Bontez Perfect has probably played his way out of the end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Which which is anyone is anyone really mad about that? No, like I, I was surprised they like the. Especially when you hear Mayock talking, I was just surprised they signed him. Yeah, because Mayock is it, all his commentary is oh character, 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 and did, for them to him go sign it and then make and also make the trade for Antonio Brown, right. which blew up on everybody's face. But mm-hmm. those moves were just so like Mayock. What? That's not the Mayock we heard in the in the combine and right. the NFL draft stuff. Right. And, and just to, and then even watching him on Hard Knocks and be like, wow, he's still in the league and like the league's different. I man, swear, man. I yeah. swear, trying to move on from all yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I swear, John Gruden ripped Vontez Perfect in the booth, and I know that was part of his job, but like, how do you go and then like go? You know what? We're trying to build this team, but get a guy that's been like suspended forty-seven times. Gruden's all for show, bro. Gruden, oh, I know. Gruden's, oh, yeah. Gruden's still doing TV, yeah. bro. He's not really coaching. <laughs> well, and, and it was it was made clear <laughs> in that in that AB YouTube video. Did he not sound like a guy that was still doing yeah. quarterback coaching video? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. come on, Green's QB can't. Yeah, yeah, you're the most, yeah. you're the most talented, most understood man in the league. Like, he's still doing shtick. Yeah. It's still like a TV personality. Like that didn't even sound like coach speak to me. And then once all that shit came out, where like AB's like producer, YouTube producer for the video. Called Gruden and Gruden was like, "Oh yeah, man, I love that video. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, and go ahead and because he still thought AB was coming to yeah. Raider camp, so he was like, yeah, release the video. Uh, I don't know, man. I like Gruden, but he's but I, I, actually, I, I, let me back up. I really don't. don't, like, I really don't like don't. Gruden. He he's been, he's been he's been gone too long, and to me, like he can't break character. Like I, I don't know where to separate." Gruden, the ESPN analyst, and Gruden, the head well, coach. Here's where I, I have to with the Gruden. Doomed. I don't think he can properly like help build a team. He was handed Tony Dungy's team, yes. made some minor tweaks, yeah. he's, and he's took them. Game, he's a game manager as a coach. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. I mean, Gruden. He, really really he, he didn't really build that team. team. Yeah, it was of Tony Dungy's team. Yeah. Yeah. he just wow. came in and did things a little bit differently because. Like the Panthers have, they've hit the max. They've hit the peak of what they came and do with Rivera. But instead of moving on, they're sticking around. The, the Bucks finally said, we're at this, we've got all this talent. Let's see if we can do something with it. They make the change, and they win a Super Bowl out of it. And right. luckily, Tony Dungy goes and gets one with Peyton Manning. Same thing with the Colts had to do. Make exactly. some tweaks yeah. because the players peak, and they stay, they just go to like plateau with these same coaches. And they did that, and it works out. And that's why I don't think with the Raiders, it's like any time after that team, when they all kind of left and they deteriorated, he went through so many quarterbacks. He could never draft one or pick one. I mean, he he picked Cadillac Williams over Aaron Rodgers. And now, again, a lot of people pass over Aaron Rodgers. But then he just took a defensive end from Clemson who people thought was a pick 20 at number three when you're seeing Brian Burns and you're seeing and like, all these other guys. Is the guy even playing? I, I don't know, but he's not doing anything. Like, there's a, you know, you're seeing the guy from the Jaguars, Josh Allen, who people are like, that's the best passer they're going Bro. Yep. How, how are you gonna take? A, how are you gonna walk into a facility, look at your roster, and say, "All right, I got Khalil, I got Khalil." <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. How are you gonna look at that roster and be like, "The one guy I gotta move now is Khalil Mack." <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> and, and, and then what? And then what? Really? Like seven weeks later, go, "Yeah, we're really lacking a pass rush." 
Yeah. When right? he did that last game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. And, 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 like, the, the Amari Cooper thing, at the time, I wasn't even mad at that one because Cooper had underachieved. Yeah. But that stings even more when you see that, like, Oh, yeah. Amari Cooper is the guy he was in college. Amari Cooper yeah. really is that talented. Yes. And you put him in a good situation where he's motivated and happy and can make plays. Oh, yeah. He's damn near a top 10 wide receiver in the yeah. NFL. You fucked that up, too, because he's also 25. Yes. So yeah. now you took your two best young players. We're both and, like 24, 25. Yeah. And they got ones for him. What the hell did they do with them ones? Like, where where are we really at? Was, oh, was Josh Jacobs one of those picks? He I was. Hope so. Josh Jacobs was one, so he, he might be okay. But and the they're they're glad Trubisky got well I don't know Chase Daniel might be better than Trubisky so who knows where that Bears yeah. pick's going to be again. I don't actually want to talk about the 2017 draft if you That's just want right. to if you just want to <laughs> go ahead and go on down the road like Solomon Thomas <laughs> Ruben Foster <laughs> oh, if yeah. you want to just keep all yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't I went, I went back the other I'm day I'm gonna take a quick beat you catch Duvall up and Jeeves up on this this rabbit hole you went down on all and right. were texting me right, right, right. so so. I love the draft. Yes. I love it. And I like to go through the picks, and I like to look at what happened and what the thought process was at the time, all this, that, and the other. Well, like, really, when we went back, he and I were in my office a a week ago, looking back at the 2017 draft, probably that's going to go down as one of the better drafts in history. There was just a slew of guys. That draft was so damn good. And the Niners, for better or for worse, had three of the top 34 picks in that draft. Now, look, they gave up 34 to the Patriots for Garoppolo. Okay. And, and I don't feel bad about that right now. I feel like that's sort of an incomplete grade. We'll, we'll figure okay. out where Jimmy G ends up. But to torture myself, I went back and I really looked at what could have happened in that draft. Okay. And that was a draft where the 49ers could have taken Pat Mahomes 1, Juju Smith-Schuster 2, and Alvin Kamara 3. Now, a lot of teams could have done something similar because there's a few guys like Juju and like Kamara that went a little bit later. Yes. But that was a draft that had like, you know, Aaron Jones was a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Uh, James Conner was like a five. They did take George Kittle at like 146 yeah. overall. But there was a lot of guys. Like Cooper Cup was a late third-rounder. There was a lot of guys that went late. Um, and there was a Pat Mahomes at, at 10 where on draft day, the Niners picked two and the Bears picked three, and we traded with the Bears so they could move they up to get Trubisky. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine a world. Yeah. Imagine a world. It's only been two years. years it's not years. like it's been five years in the vision no. of, like, the, 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 the benefit of hindsight. That was the McCaffrey year. Yeah. That was the yes. McCaffrey year. But imagine, really imagine trading up to get Mitch Trubisky in a draft with Mahomes. It seems crazy now. At the time, it seemed, you know, no one really knew yeah. what was what and who was who. But, boy, that's a draft. This And imagine Jags take Fournette at four instead of taking a Pat Mahomes or a Deshaun Watson where they're in their mm-hmm. quarterback quandary. I mean, and I always pop into his office after Deshaun has a big game and be like, hey. And he's just like, what? But to, to defend myself, <laughs> you know and everyone knows for weeks, if not months leading up, I only wanted wanted Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Up until the Niners got Garoppolo, I was like, okay, this makes sense. But I was still saying, we picked two in this draft, and we were garbage the year before, which I was okay with because I wanted Deshaun. And I was yelling from the rooftops like, 
Who's not watching this man at Clemson like yes. this? He's beating Alabama. He yeah. does everything. He has all the NFL skills that you yeah. need as an NFL quarterback. This is perfectly set up for you. Take Deshaun Watson. And they didn't. And a lot of teams didn't. No, a lot of teams didn't. You're right. So, but yeah, that uh, Jackson's going to take a quick bathroom break. So I'm, I'm interested to see if he feels like the 2017 draft will shake up to be just as good as the 2011 one. Because I feel like you can argue the 2011 draft with Cam was by far one of the best drafts of all time. It's up there. I mean, like I said, it's only been two years. So you got to see more if, like, you know, Cam went to a Super Bowl, Von Miller went to a Super Bowl. Like, you know, how how, how many more all pros? And yeah, because, I mean, you, you, got, you got Patrick Peterson that's in that one. Yeah. Um, was A.J. Green was in that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dalton, you know. That is was, the second yeah. round. Yeah. I mean, that, that 2011 one was, was very. But I get J.J. Watt was in it. Yeah, yeah, like that. That Yeah. 2017 was definitely good. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy draft. Yeah. So, we'll we'll send it over to the we'll get the uh, warehouse distillery <laughs> Escape 109 notebook. Jeeves, you want to hand it over to Jackson? Jackson, you uh, pick a question in there. Obviously, one that has not been check marked. You pick it, you ask it, we all answer it, and then you can add a question at the end. As we do that, we'll do a quick little uh, housekeeping. Stuff they get the ball. We can skip over there. Uh, uh, we will do a quick survivor score update as we pass it over. Jeebs and Buck, man, lost your number one overall. And he wasn't—he he wasn't a good poker player. Let's yeah, just see. That. As Buck said on that night, I have a lot of players that are similar to Jeebs. I don't feel good about it, and you should never feel good if you got a lot of players similar to what Jeebs has chosen. We only had two. Okay, but uh, you both had number one, Ronnie, and he went out. And literally 40 players playing, the biggest group we've ever had, 20 people had the first guy that went out. Wow. So that that evened the score up a lot. No one had the first out guess, but still, like I said, should be shaping up to be a good season. If you want to see the score breakdown, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, all that. Yep. Quick pick them top 10 update. Lurs in first, 35 points. Jeff Huck second, 33. With third and fourth place, uh, Andy Moore. And then Paul Paul, 5'2", with 32 points. Duvall sitting in fifth with 31. Amy Hurley. And then all everybody from fifth until tenth is at 31 points. So Duvall fifth. Amy, Ed, Nate, Stevie, and then Angela Fox. And then myself, I'm in 15th with 30. Jeeves, you are 25th. And did you pick James? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two ones I did, remember I said I was doing like some two tests. All, all when I picked all favorites, they're in twenty fourth. Jeeves, all favorites is beating you by one with twenty nine points. And then the underdogs are at thirty nine or yes, are in thirty ninth. Wow. Yeah, with twenty one points. So that's where it is. There, that's just a little test to see how they all end up. If you finish under the. Underdogs, you're terrible. You should never do NFL pick them ever. It is. So you found the question, Jackson. Yeah, I did. It's what not. It? It's not in your book. Oh. Uh, I'm going off topic a little bit okay. because it's October. I know we talked about Halloween a little bit. Okay. Uh, boys, give me the best Halloween costume you remember from your childhood. The shit that you look forward to. Maybe you got it like a month early. Maybe you begged your mom for the perfect costume. Maybe you did it yourself. Based on some toys that you had or some idea that you had, give me the best Halloween costume you had as a kid or even 
Like early teens. Like, no, no, like even, even, even as an adult. You fuck around and I got something really, really uh, good and really funny. Got, Let me hear about I it. Got, I got two. I'll okay. go with the kid one first. I yes. want to say it's not too creative, but it was the first time I think like I decided to put it together myself. I want to say I was like a, a, a biker guy, and the reason I did it, I had like this black pair of Tims I was able to wear, so I wore like all black with the black jeans. Found like a leather jacket at the Goodwill through like the old, the like not the do rag, but you know what I mean, like oh, the, uh, the, the uh, you know the, bandana. the bandanas rolled that up and walked around. Sun, sun, suns are rolling. So exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Suns are rolling uh, and walked around. And that was like right there at the end where it's like you're still a kid and you want to get the free candy and you're not old enough to like not go out and get the free, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then the one in college I did. I was the uh, alien from Toy Story, and that was a hit oh, nice. with all the ladies. I still have the, the, the helmet costume mask that we put on every From the vending machine. From the vending yeah, machine, yeah. yeah that one was yeah. pretty cool out in the college times. Those were all right. good, too. All right. Um, I guess I'll go next. So yeah. I've got two. Okay, so I'll do my childhood one first. So as a kid, I didn't have the luxury of getting a whole lot of costumes. Mm-hmm. Um so my parents put on what the hell I had. Now I played football. So as a black kid, I went as a football player. So how many years in a row did you play basketball? Michael Jordan five times. So what I would do was it was the first time I had ever done it because that's the most memorable one because I was so excited. Laid my shit out. Yeah. I played for the Packers. I wore my helmet, you know, and I'm walking up. I show, oh, you're a football player. I get all this damn candy. Yeah. So that was one. My second one, I was in college. So my favorite show is Jamie Foxx, okay? Mm-hmm. The Jamie Foxx show. So there was a, uh, he's, he plays a character on there. His name was Tyrone Copper. He was a, um, he was a news anchor. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I dressed up. Drunk as hell at ECU, visiting a buddy, yeah. and I went down the street. I had a wig, and I walked around with a microphone, and I was him. So that was my second most memorable one. Like Ted Koppel, but Tyrone. Yeah, Koppel. yes, there it is, there it is. I like it, I like it. Uh, mine was uh, Men in Black. It's like Ooh, one of the first you ones. You were jeans? No, I wasn't. Oh, 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 I was like, wait a minute. No. It was I, I. I got my one of my brothers. Like he had like a white dress shirt. So yeah. I had that on, and like we had the classes, and like we made like the the, the fake uh, little uh, shiny shiny thing yeah. where they the where they. So you were broke as shit and had no costume. Is what you're trying to say? Exactly. <laughs> so, like black slacks, white shirt. I would go church clothes. Go up to the houses, knock on the door, and like when they come out, I I press the button. Like I had like a light on it, and like press it, like twice. Holy shit! They were like, "You're you're a, you're a you're a Mormon missionary." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Halloween. Trick or treat. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, so so as a kid, for me, the one I remember most was. Uh, I'm pushing 40 now, so back in the early 90s, years of Ninja Turtles, I never got a Ninja Turtles costume, but I did get, like, a ninja costume, and I remember that was one where, like, I think I might have had a sword or nunchucks, and I got, like, some ace bandage wrapped around my whole body (laughs) uh, so I could look like a ninja, and I was pretty stoked on that one. As an adult, I had a couple of crazy fucking costumes. 
Uh, but the best one I have, uh, J-Roll knows a little bit about this one, is uh, in the fall of 99, I was Captain Condom, and I got a great outfit. Like The helmet was like a rolled-up condom with a reservoir tip as a hat. I had like pink spandex with a CC, like a, like a pink cape flowing behind me, and we got into some wild shit that I won't go into the whole story. That's humble. That is good. I did Captain Condom uh, 20 years ago. And I'm, an old, I'm an older man now with kids. I wouldn't fly. Yeah. You keep those, keep those pictures fun. hidden, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank God there was no Facebook, yeah. Twitter, yeah. Instagram, none of that yeah. back in that no, day. Don't need your kids to see that. Yeah. No, sir. Nope, yeah. nope. We had cell phones, but they didn't have cameras on them. Thank God. Uh, kids get a hold of those. They're going to be like, No, uh, sir. Yep. Can't happen. Can't happen. Can't happen. I did have this one. It wasn't really a costume. It was a t-shirt. And as Spencer's made it, it was right at the time of my freshman year in college when Vic got busted for the dog fight. Stuff. And oh. Spencer's made this shirt that on the front, it looked like a Falcons jersey. On the front, it said Atlanta Felons. Oh. And it had the seven. And on the back, it said, like, convicted. And the V-I-C-K was capitalized. Uh-huh. And I rock- and then on the side was the Atlanta Falcon logo with, like, a ball and chain attached to the, to the oh. so wing. That's so wrong. So oh. I-, I bought that and wore that around Chapel Hill <laughs> just as a joke. And I remember a lot of people, I did not go blackface. Trust me, I didn't go all that. <laughs> I was not that dumb. But it was- <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to look up your old tweet. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> But sure. there are photos of that shirt, and I figured now it's probably distasteful to wear that shirt, but it was still kind of funny. I yeah. still have it hidden anywhere. I can't fit into it anymore, but it was just a – I thought at the time it was a pretty funny shirt and play on words well, and everything else. Along those lines, let me, just, let me just say one thing as we're winding down. I've had some bad luck with NFL jerseys in my closet right now. I've got a Michael Vick Falcons jersey, and, and none of these are ironic. These are just jerseys yeah. that I own. I got a Michael Vick Falcons I got a Plexico Burris Steelers, <laughs> and I got an OJ Simpson throwback 49ers jersey from like 1981. Yes. Wow. Yes, wow. in the closet. Yep. We're yep. a big jersey yep. guy, so I can respect yeah, that. I mean, I, 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 to be fair, I own a lot of jerseys. So yeah. those are three of many, but I've had three like big whips. So you brought And that's not even counting the Adam Morrison or Sean May Bob. <laughs> What am I, I going to do last time except I do chores around the house? I wore my Sean May jersey during the Ice Bucket Challenge. Bro, the, <laughs> Sean, the last time I wore the, the Adam Morrison one can at least come out as a joke. The yes. Sean May one, I don't even feel like people will even understand or get that one. Like, that one's just got to stay in the yeah. closet. I remember I had, I had, had a like, cup of coffee here. Somehow man. I ended up yeah, with, like, two, I was excited too. two Sean Mays as I worked at that sports store. Yeah. One mm. orange, one white Bobcats. And at one point, I gave one of them away to like a Tar Heel fan because I was like, I can't have two of these. I only nope. need one. And nope. I didn't ironically. Turns out, out the number was zero. You can't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Should have given them both. So away. wait, I, we are at an hour fifteen, but I feel like you brought up the jerseys. I think the audience and these two fellas need to hear the epic Jerry Rice, your mother stories that you told me about the jersey, the signage, the crackhead, and all, all that right. stuff. So this is this is this, this is pretty is, good. This is a so fantastic story. I'll, I'll try I'll try to keep this one quick. This is this is a good story uh, for anybody that is a fan of sports and sports memorabilia. This shit's funny as hell. So all right. So <laughs> so way back in the day, probably twenty years ago now, 
a dude uh, comes up to me and my friends. We're, it's late. It's like uh, I worked in a restaurant. We closed down the bar. We're outside having a smoke, whatever. And a, a guy comes up, and he's bumming change, and he's trying to, you know, hustle for anything that he can get. Well, he's got a pretty fresh-looking white 49ers, like, away jersey, and he's cracked out as a motherfucker, so he's skinny as shit. I'm a bigger guy if, you know, we don't have a streaming camera here. If you can't see, I'm a, I'm a bigger fella. My man's got this jersey that's just draped off of him, and so I say, that jersey looks hot. What do you want for it? And being a true crackhead, willing <laughs> to sell anything at any time, he said, give me 15 bucks for the, and the jersey's yours. I give him 15 bucks, the jersey is mine. The jersey's fresh as hell. I don't know where it came from. Yes, I took it home and washed it, but this is a Jerry Rice jersey for yeah. $15. Right. It's come up for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, you can't argue about it. Yeah. No. And, and my man was perfectly happy with $15. He skeeted, 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 daddled down the street <laughs> with his 15 bucks. I got my jersey, case closed. Well, I had this jersey for probably uh, 10 or 15 years. And Jerry Rice is going to do a book signing in my hometown. My mom knows that Jerry's coming, knows what a 49er fan I am, and coordinates with my wife to get the Jerry Rice, the crackhead Jerry Rice jersey out of my closet and shipped from North Carolina to California to be autographed. I don't know any of this is happening. This all takes place behind the scenes. Christmas comes. I open up. A big giant framed present, and it's my crackhead Jerry Rice jersey, <laughs> autographed by Jerry Rice. And that's good. That that's great. That is an amazing gift. But here's where it gets funny. My mom feels bad because she knows I wear the Rice jersey, and so she wants to make it up to me that I no longer have a Jerry Rice jersey to wear on Sundays for 49er game. So my mom goes out of her way and buys an authentic. Like, you know, they had, like, there's, like, the $50, $60, like, starter right. yeah, 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 replica yeah. jerseys yes, that we yeah, all yeah. wear on Sundays. Yeah. Well, that's what I bought for $15. She goes and spends, like, the real money for, like, the, the stitching stitch and all on, hundred and something odd, authentic. And this was actually, uh, this jersey that she bought was from the 89 Niners Broncos 55 to 10 Super Bowl. So it's that all-white Red letter, like just clean, beautiful jersey. So she gives me the framed autograph crackhead jersey and then says, I feel bad that we got that one signed and you can't wear it. Here's the authentic. And like, where do you even start with your mother? Where it's like, <laughs> now look, what you could have done was. Done this. You take this $160 authentic shit, <laughs> go ahead and get that signed <laughs> and framed. Yeah. I'll go ahead and keep the crackhead jerseys. It's got 19 different kinds of fucking stains on it. <laughs> it had his stains and my stains, to be fair. It wasn't all on him. <laughs> you know? We both like Whoppers. Yeah. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But yes, that's the story of how I have a crackhead's jersey hanging up in my closet <laughs> and have a really, really nice, authentic, stitched rice jersey in the closet. So, yeah. Wow. Thanks for bringing that up. My mom will be proud, yes. I'm sure. That was I love you, Mom. Well, you told me that because, again, we go, we, we have, like, a <laughs> podcast. But, yo, that, that is some mom logic. Yes. Though. No. That <laughs> is <laughs> mom logic. <laughs> On top of that, I'll tell you what my mom's logic one time for Christmas 
This is back in the day when stores weren't 24 hours and you couldn't go Christmas Day to exchange a present. My mom called everything a Nintendo, every uh-huh. video game system, sure, right? Of so when we went from Nintendo to Xbox, she still called everything a, a Nintendo. A nicer Nintendo. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she, she didn't know the difference between Xbox and PS2. So I, what, what I learned later on is I go, day of Christmas, get down. I've been waiting to get mad. And I'm like, yes, day's coming. I'm finally going to get mad. Because at that time, I didn't have money to buy money. What year Madden. are we talking about? Uh, Dante I mean, Culpepper Madden, Mike Vick Which Madden. Was good. Michael Vick it was might good, be too. Michael, Michael Vick is it might the most been my, Or Marshall Falk. The Marshall Falk was oh one. Yes. Let's go Marshall Falk. No, 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 no. That was uh, Eddie George. Wasn't Eddie George on one? Eddie George was 2000. I can look over. I want to say. Yeah, Madden 2001, I think, is Marshall Falk because greatest show on turf. 2002 was Culpepper. I think it's 2003. It was, was probably Vic. Vic. It was probably three. Oh, three was Marshall Falk. Oh, three is Marshall Falk. Okay, yes. okay, okay. I think, I think oh, one might have been the first one that had a player on it. Yeah, I think it might Madden have been 2000 might have still had John Madden. Yes. Madden so oh, one had Eddie George on it? Yeah, I think so, yes. I think maybe. Okay. I think maybe that so was, it was So it was oh, three. Madden. I think it was the Marshall Falk one. Who and remembers the Peyton Hillis? Never mind. Go ahead. So I'm getting, I go down. Thinking, all right, here we go. I'm going to get to play it today. Uh huh. Look at over it. And the way our family does, like the Santa Claus stuff was like, the Santa Claus stuff was unwrapped, and then the stuff from our parents was wrapped. Right, and I, right. at that time, I remember I still had a sister who was of age and believing in Santa, so you got to go up with it, you know. And I look over, and I'm like, PS2. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to, but I can't act too mad because, like, my sister's there. And I'm right. like, so I'm like, wait. And so, like, I'm kind of going over, like, and mom's like, this is the system you got. And I'm like, no, it's not. We got Xbox. My brother, on the other hand, is giddy because he got all the games on Xbox. So now I got to play his games just to try to and not be miserable on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and my, so what? Had, what had happened was my dad had just said at the Toys R Us was like, "You go up and get to Madden. You know, I'll go get uh-huh. the other stuff." She went to the counter, had no idea the difference between PS2 and Xbox. Yeah. Just got whatever Madden was, and they but gave she her would the PS2. Think if she got all true Xbox. I don't. I think she just got that one game that time. Uh, yeah. uh, and it didn't like, register because she's just getting the game. Uh, she wasn't mad. And it's Christmas yeah, shopping yeah, for yeah. the kids. It's it's I, nuts. Oh, uh, that's, you know, that's true too. All that kind of stuff. So I that was she got on top of the mom logic, where right. every, all, every all, you mean you mean to tell me this disc can't fit into this other disc player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole circle. They, they have, have a, a hole in the middle. Right? Yeah, and I just like it'll probably be fine. Can I? Do we have time for one more? I got one more. This is this has got a sports. Now we're moving on from from Halloween season now into yeah. Christmas, but just along the lines of like how parents just don't get it. I think I'm a little bit older than some of you guys, but in the early '90s, everybody knows starter jackets were the king, and you yes. had to have yes. those. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so okay, let me, let me, Carolina one. All right, but in those days, any jacket would have been fine if it had starter on the sleeve. You were good, and so I remember for Christmas. This is probably like Christmas 92 or 93. And I asked my dad, and my dad was a very practical guy, but I tell him, look, I only want one gift. I don't care if you literally get me one thing. I need a starter parker. I would love 49ers, but I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter. College, pro, hockey, I don't give a shit. It just needs to be a parka, and it needs to be starter. I don't care. Whatever you can find. It's, It's the only thing... Is really important to me. It matters for my status at school. Like, yes. Dad, I have to have this. And he was like, yes, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. So, Pops throws the big department store box, like, under the Christmas tree, like, maybe a week before Christmas. He's not even fucking playing that it's from Santa Claus. He wants me to know 
I got you the starter jacket. It's in the big box. You got it. You're good. Well, I can't wait because I'm like, I know what this is. I only asked for one present and here it is in this giant department store box. So I'm going to carefully take off the tape. I'm going to unwrap the paper and like I pulled the paper off one side and here's that big white, whatever, JC Penny box. Yeah. And I pull that box sideways and there's just a sleeve of the parka is sitting right there. Yeah. And so I don't want to fuck everything up. I don't want anybody to know. So I just take the sleeve, and all I see is blue and orange. So I'm like, Chicago Bears, Syracuse, uh, <laughs> uh, Florida Gators. Like, who else you is don't blue know. and orange? My mind is racing, and I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't care. I've, I've, I narrowed it down to, like, nine or ten between college and all the pro teams. <laughs> like, Denver Broncos. Yeah. Like, I still don't care. I have no allegiance. All I know is... I'm getting a starter parka, and it's got a blue and orange team sleeve. So I tell most of my friends, the navy blue kind of looked like Chicago Bears. I think it might be Bears, and that's okay because the Bears weren't great at that time. So I was going to be like a kind of cool, like not even mainstream fan, but I was going to have the parka. It was all good. Well, Christmas rolls around, and I act real cool. I open up a couple of, uh, you know, a couple stocking gifts, whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, this big box. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what it could be? I, I don't know. I'm playing it off real cool as a 12-year-old can. Like, mom, mom and dad, I appreciate this. Here we go. Whoop de whoop. I open the thing. I pull it out. <laughs> yeah, it's orange and blue. It's also <laughs> brown. It's oh. green. It's got, like, some dark mustard yellow. <laughs> it's got a little, like, red and magenta. It's got about nine or ten different fucking colors. And none of them were any college or pro team. What this was, this was some bullshit J.C. Penny knockoff fucking winter sales special coat. And so, as I'm crying, as I'm crying, tears of real fucking pain inside. Like, you know, as a kid, you can't be a dick on Christmas. Yeah. So you're like, I like it. <laughs> yeah, you really can't be. I like, I like it, Dad. This is go- I'm gripping the thing tight. He's like, my son, I looked into some of those coats you were talking about. They didn't have any insulation at all. It's about to be cold this, this, this <laughs> Christmas. You're not going to be warm in it. Those starter jackets had no insulation whatsoever. Trust me. I looked into it. I got you a better coat. This coat will keep you warm right here in the snow. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it will. So I had to go to school that next Monday, and everyone's like, Broncos, Bears, Cues, what'd you get? I was like, I got some bullshit. (laughs) I got the 12-color catastrophe fucking Joseph and the Technicolor coat of nightmares is what the fuck I got. I got nothing. And you said, what'd you say? Nothing. You never wore it, right? Not once. Yeah. And my dad... We went, we went, we went like legit, like skiing to the mountains where I needed that coat. Didn't put and it on. He was like, "Where's your parka?" And I was like, "Oh shit, I left it at home." I wore like five sweatshirts because I didn't even want to be seen with that thing, even on the mountains. Oh, that is. Oh. I forgot about that. I think we talked about that last. Parents just don't understand, yep. man. Uh, they just understand. don't. They just yeah. don't. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. And all two. I mean, like I said, we could do a five-hour podcast. We do it a lot during the season. But good, good hour and a half there. Again, if you stay through the Panthers, we'll put some time codes up because I'm sure some people don't give a shit about the Panthers. We'll get to the good stuff, the college players, and the funny stories at the end. But, Jackson, thanks for taking your two-year hiatus. Yep. Thanks for the invite, buddy. Anytime. And, yeah, until next time, peace. Oh, yeah.